You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge right here in Welland, Ontario. Today, joined by an incredibly special guest, Jessica freaking Wilson. Jess Wilson does so many things. She is a singer, a writer, and a performer of the dramatic arts. And I did it like that because I'm trying to, you know, it's like a casting. I want to make sure I can get in on this if I can, but I'm not going to. You're listening to Above the Mug, by the way, a podcast for positive people. And we're going to jump right into this. Jessica, how in the fuck are you? Hi, Lucas. I'm good. How are you? So good. Wish I didn't swear. I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> Great. I was wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a rule. No, it's because it's late. Usually we record these podcasts like first thing in the morning, but uh, technical and schedule difficulties are coming up. You saved the day. Uh, we we pulled you from other weeks earlier to make sure that this could happen. So now we're recording this at 8 o'clock p.m., which for me, I'm an old man. It's really late. I'm an old lady, so it's also late for me. That's awesome. So it's funny. We were both talking about this prior to about how difficult this is going to (laughs) be to sound like we're both genuinely excited to be here because I don't think we are. Uh, I'm excited. I have coffee. I'm good. That's great. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I'm so enthused to be here. I actually am. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good. Me too. So. Cool, now, cool, cool. I want to jump right into it because there's a lot of things I want to ask you about. First of which Uh-oh. is, no, okay. we kind of t- touched on it earlier, which is theater. True. So the dramatic arts, as I had highlighted in my preamble, yes. um, that's something I don't think a lot of people know that you do. And I, I'm a huge lover of uh, stage arts. I love uh, musicals. Things like that are amazing. Um, so why don't you talk about how you got into that world? Was it singing and st- like live performances first and then theater or was it theater first? Yeah, sure. Actually, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I actually started in theater before I picked up a guitar and started singing. So theater is kind of where like my roots are, I guess you could say. So I started. Exactly. That's exactly what that song's about. She wrote it about my journey. That's amazing. Thanks for writing that song, whoever you are. Um, No, I started theater when I was about 11 years old and I had a real love for it. And, um, I just kept doing it in school and then I did it in high school and then I went to college and I studied music theater performance and I have a diploma in that. And Where, uh, where'd you go, by the way, for people who St. don't know? St. Clair College in Windsor, Ontario. Sick. That's a plug. They're not paying for this. They're not paying for this. Although I will say Windsor is a great place to go to school. I loved Windsor. That's great. So yeah. what kind of um, theater do you like? Are you like Shakespeare uh, type? monologue style or is it more uh, the musical theater that you like the most it's it's music theater because it combines dance and singing and acting although i'm not opposed to straight acting i think it takes a really talented individual to kind of crack down on shakespeare and i think people overlook that a lot yep. um i haven't had the opportunity to do it professionally but i have studied it and um i basically love love all dramatic arts i i think it's really overlooked all of the time I think a lot of people think it's easier than it is, and it's not. And it's the worst. It's it's fun, but it's the worst. But it's, it's like the a hardest thing in the world to do. Like, yeah. I've done, I've dabbled in it, like in high school, and mm-hmm. that even high school, it's like four or five months of choreography for six songs. Yeah, and it's hell. It yeah. is the hardest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, today I had an eight-hour rehearsal, and then now I'm here, and I'm exhausted. And people, I think, eight hour, eight hours. 
Jeez. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good because I have your coffee. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not be here right now. That but is terrifying. It's not work when you love it. I mean, it tires you out, but I love what I do. So I For would sure. rather be doing theater than really anything else or music or anything like that. Mm. I, I love what I do, and I'm very lucky that I can make a living off that, and I'm very lucky that I have a supportive group of family and friends that encourage me yeah not a lot of people have that no you're absolutely right i i'm really lucky in that as well it doesn't matter how cockamamie my ideas are (laughs) my family and friends seem to always be kind of behind it because i don't know what it is i think if you believe that what you want to go after is possible other people do as well it's it's when people have those it's not there's a difference between being optimistic and having a pipe dream because mm-hmm. I think people like you and I, if we say we want to do something, it's not just on a whim. A lot of the time there's planning yep. uh, or at least we have experience in some other field maybe related. So we know that it is a possibility and we are going to work for it. It's it's not just enough to be like, I want to be rich and famous and then you're there <laughs> because they don't see your eight hour rehearsals. Exactly. They just pay the $30 or $50 to go to the show and be yep. like, Oh, that looks easy. It's like, yeah. no, it's because they practice a lot. That's why it looks easy. It's like comedy, right? We yeah. watch stand-up comics. It's like, well, they're just telling jokes. It's like, well, it took it a year and a half for them to come up with that. Totally. A 30-minute set. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like you and you're brewing coffee kind of, right? Like you didn't wake up one day and were like, I'm going to brew the perfect cup of coffee. Well, you're you're never there, right? And I think if you, as long as you have that in the back of your head, it's always you're always going to achieve greater things than you even maybe anticipated. Totally. And... It's funny you use that example because coffee is such a silly everyday thing. Every Well, not everybody, but a, a lot of people, one in three Canadians at least, drink coffee every day. Ooh, that's statistic. It is Just a, tossing that out there. And also 80% of statistics are untrue. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if that's in the Brilliant. 20% or not. Um, but no, it's true. Even with like latte art in coffee. So, you know, I'll pour something and then my mom will be like, how do you do that? It's, you know, but I'm like, mom, I've been doing this for five years mm-hmm. and that's just for art on coffee. Yeah. You know, it takes that long. It's faster if you pay a lot of attention. I paid a ton of attention in the beginning. Now I just do it and I'm not actively working on getting better, which is a problem, but it shows you that things take time. I want to learn latte art. You can. Masterclass. No, just kidding. (laughs) You should do a masterclass. I want to learn how to do that. We've done some coffee workshops, which are a lot of fun, Um, but I'm just really bad at continuing (laughs) these things. So that's cool. I didn't know that you started with with uh, I did. theater first. That's interesting. Now, when did you learn that you could sing? Um, that's a good question. Nobody's or did you ever like, asked me that before? Was someone? Did you figure out that you're like I can sing? And I don't mean this in some sort of cocky or arrogant way. But there's always a moment in time when someone will be like, "Hey, you can sing." Yeah. And. Sometimes that's a surprise to people and other times it's not. Did you like singing before you were good at singing? Um, Well, I grew up in a musical family, as you know, like my dad was in a band and still is and they used to practice in the house. So I was always exposed to that. My mom really loves music as well. Um, So I always loved to sing, but I thought at first it was kind of just this thing that like all little girls like to do. And then when I heard other people my age sing... Not trying to be arrogant, but I was like, oh, maybe I love this more than them. (laughs) That's the nicest way to say that they're ass. No, not like they're shitty, but just like, 
I could tell that I had a bigger passion for it than other people. And I like was more critical of myself. Like mm -hmm. if I hit a bad note, it wasn't like, oh, whatever, it's fine. It was no, I hit a bad note. I'm going to go back and I'm going to fix it. And mm -hmm. that's when I was like, oh, I really do love this more than anything else in the whole world. And my family took me very seriously and they took me to auditions and um, the rest is history. And now I'm here on Above the Mug. Yes. Thank you again <laughs> for being here, Jessica Wilson. Now... I had a question and it's gone because, by the way, for people listening, I don't pre-prepare these things. I just think of them off the cuff as I'm interested, you know, something pops up. Here it is. Am I thinking of it? I'm trying to give myself time and it's still gone. So. I love it. That's OK. I could ask you a question like, what's your favorite color? Red. I should know that because your hair. My hair is almost always red. Oh, I think I think this is what it is. So with singing, I know that. You know, I've I've seen you play music since probably fifteen, maybe sixteen. 16 about probably 16. sixteen, yeah. And you've always been good. And I know, like, because we're similar in age, I was always like, oh my god, like my drumming abilities are nowhere near where her singing abilities are for this age. And but recently, I think maybe the past six months to a year, and I mentioned this when you played here. I know a what you're gonna ago, say. It was, there feels like there is a shift. It's yeah. like a professional development shift. It seems more comfortable. It feels like you've fallen into your groove. Yeah. And again, it's, you are always good, like always great. And it just, it feels like so much more pro now. Did you feel a shift in yourself? Did something click, change? Maybe all of these rehearsals and practice on stage. Do you think there was something that changed to, uh, I guess, bring you up to another level? Yeah, totally. Um, 2017, like, fucking sucked and it was like simultaneously the best and also worst year of my life and 2018 was better but not great and I think it really like whooped me into shape and I learned a lot and I took more classes and I would like wake up at 5 a.m. and I still do and drive to Toronto for a class for 30 minutes and then drive home and be home by noon or like Every morning I would wake up and drive to Toronto and like do an audition or crash an audition. Like people didn't want to see me, but I would go and I started disciplining myself more. Um, and I think just being in the real world, like after graduating college, I was like, huh, like big fish, small pond reversed. And now it's not just Welland anymore. It's like Toronto, it's Ontario, it's Canada, it's Buffalo, it's New York, it's the States. And I just thought, you know, I have to be better and I have to find myself. And I took a year and a bit to kind of rebrand my music and to figure out who I was. And um, yes. So yes, my answer yes. is yes to that question. That's very important <laughs> because I yes. think you mentioned two things that I like a lot. Uh, one of them was the big fish, small pond thing. Yep. I think when you start to get known for what you do or, you know, you start to get a sense of people are just blowing hot air up your behind all yep. the time. That's, awesome for the first little bit and then you go somewhere else and you're like oh my god I'm garbage yeah you know like exactly it, and then you're no longer comfortable being treated that way and you almost have to be like no look at these people I need to start working on yep. me again so I I'm glad that there was that you recognize that in your life because I I do that all the time because you know it's especially in a place like Welland you know where 
you and I can go down in the grocery store and people know who we are, whether mm-hmm. it's our family. And it's not everybody. I'm not trying to make it sound like we're <laughs> like Celine. No, Dion but I know what you're saying. But well, like you're just... more recognized than the everyday person. Yeah. And that's a nice thing. And people have nice things to say, but that doesn't do anything for your career. Yeah. I mean, it's also, yeah, it's, it's, it's flattering and also terrifying because you're like, wow, I am at the top of my game in Welland. And if I want to book a gig here, I can book a gig here. And oh, I'll definitely be on the billet for that because I know that person because I've worked with them since mm-hmm. I was 16. And then you go to Toronto and you try and book a gig and it's like, huh. They're like, yeah, move along. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and I love that. Like, I want to be told to my face, like, you suck, get better. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the only way that you really do get better. For sure. I think the biggest wake up call for me, I mean, business was is a little different because an egg is an egg in every grocery store, you know, so it's, it, <laughs> I don't know a, where that comes from. I just came <laughs> Pardon, an egg is an egg in a grocery store. <laughs> in every True. grocery store, it is. But when it comes to things that are more subjective than objective, um, like the arts, like with what you do, and now for me with politics, you know, you can be impressive to a smaller community because they've gotten to see your development. They've gotten to see you grow. They're like, wow, it's great to see how much you've done at this age. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been to two conferences now for council. The first one was FCM, which is the basically a federal conference for politicians Canada wide. The other one was in Ottawa and it's called AMO. And that one's the province. It's like the provincial gathering of politicians. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, here are 4,000 people who some of them are lawyers, some of them are cabinet ministers. Like these are big players in, in our, in our government, in policy and everything. And so now it's not enough to give your words like, like at, uh, in well, and I'll be like, you know, it's really important that we work on canal development and bring jobs. But when you're talking to some of these other politicians, they're like, okay, well, how do you feel about regulation blank or bill 138? Yeah you really have to know what you're doing. Yep. And so mm-hmm. I remember after the first one, I was like, oh my God, the first day I went back to the hotel, I'm like, I need to, I need to exhaust my phone. Google is going <sighs> to sweat tonight. Yeah. It's going to sweat. And yeah, it was great. So I, I love facing that wall and, and reevaluating mm-hmm. who you are, working on stuff, figuring out what your weaknesses are, and then going from there. So a good way to put it yeah no I I that's why I love doing this podcast I get to talk to people even though I I talk to you all the time and I talk to quite a few of the people that are on this podcast all the time it's nice to be able to now reference this yes and go back and say hey we learn from each other right yep and the thing that I love about talking to other passionate people is it just gets me even more excited I'm a little bit worried about doing this at this time of night now <laughs> because I'm like, I may not be able to sleep after. So I think it's good. This coffee you made me is very strong, but I'm feeling good about it. So yeah. It, maybe it was I just definitely won't go to strong. bed tonight. I don't know what up. I did. It's fine. It, he, so, so anybody's listening, he handed me half a cup and said, this is a little, little one, but it tastes like seven coffees in one. So I think that's what happened. I may not have put enough water in it. That's, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. Um, Thanks for having me. I love this. This is so nice. Can I just say it's so nice to just be able to talk like normal humans instead of doing an interview and having to filter everything I say? Yeah. Now that you said that, I'm definitely not bleeping anything. I'm not like, cutting this away. Yeah. I, it's just so organic and it's different because we're friends and family, but it's, well, distant family. But it's just so nice because I think you try so hard to like not piss anyone off nowadays. So it's nice to just 
be in this cool little room with your pets and <laughs> <laughs> your new paper clippings and this copy and just like talk like normal humans and not like robots. Well, I appreciate it. And it's funny that you say that because I don't think I have the same anxiety about... Um, you don't. About filtering that normal people do, but it's not that it's not there. I, I'm going to say what I want to say no matter what. The problem is after the fact. Like every Tuesday night after council, I wake up on Wednesday and I'm just, the first thing I do is like Google the Tribune and I'm like, oh my God, how many people did I pee off today? Oh no. But I don't think that has been many because I'm no. usually happy with what happens after the fact. I think it is like... If people don't like you for who you are, it's a lot better than, than them not liking you for not being you. There's a quote. That my favorite quote in the whole world is, you can be the juiciest, ripest peach on the tree, but there's still going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. And it's basically just saying you could be the best version of yourself, but there's still going to be somebody that doesn't like you just because they're a prude. So That's you should just, really cool. Yeah. I, think I like that just, because I want to be a juicy peach. You are a juicy peach. <laughs> if you were a fruit, you wouldn't be a peach. You'd be like a guava. Uh, thanks. I, I'm taking that because it's exotic, but... Or like a star I fruit. I feel like the way that I look, I'm probably more like a pineapple. No, but you're not yellow. <laughs> like, yellow doesn't suit you. No. You're maybe, a guava. Maybe prickly and spiky. You're a kiwi. That's definitely an insult. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, fruit analogies. Oh my God. This has gone so many different ways. I love it. And you know what's funny? I'm having a great is time. Usually I do less evaluating of our conversations in these types of podcasts, but I think it's just because it's 8 p.m. It's 8 on a PM Sunday. On a Sunday. I don't even know what day it is. It's Sunday. The is sixth. it? Yeah. It is. Um, great. How, okay. So <laughs> commuting. You do a lot of that now. Oh, boy. Do I going ever. To, going to auditions. Now, do you use your time or are you able to use your time commuting productively? Yes. I have mastered productivity in the commute. I think I actually spend more time in my car than I do outside of it. I just bought a new car. It's orange and I love it. What is it? It's a Hyundai and it's orange. <laughs> <laughs> you know about as much about cars as I do, I think. And it's new. Great. But yes, I've mastered, if I have an audition in the car, I used to take the GO train. I don't do that anymore. I just drive Takes too right long. up. It's cheaper. And also like sometimes I have friends that want to come up with me, use the commuter lane, save the planet as much as I can a yeah, little absolutely. bit. Yep. Um, yeah. Memorizing lines. Um, I have Bluetooth in my car. So I'm making like seven to 12 phone calls on my way home from auditions to bar owners, booking managers, Eight, my agent and I have had two-hour phone conversations stuck in rush hour traffic. Yeah, that time is so valuable. I don't care if I'm in a car or if I'm at home in bed, which I never am, or I'm at work. My time is so valuable that I need to learn how to be productive. And I think that's a really important skill for anybody in my industry to have because time is of the essence. It and I'm not is. just saying that. It really is. You need to use all of your time so wisely because sitting on the couch doing nothing, playing Candy Crush on your phone is not going to get you to the next level. See, si, And senorita. that's the tea. That, 
That's exposed. the coffee. Exposed. You are exposed. Do yeah. you know that? No, what is that? Okay, it's uh, I thought for you just made time. it up. No, it's a real thing. I was uh, into it. Shout out Catherine, my girlfriend, for people who don't know who she is. I love Katie. She's the best, and she'll know what that is. So the fact that she's probably never listened to a podcast. Great. <laughs> she I hope she hear listens this anyway. to this one. Shout out to Kathleen. So if you listen to this podcast, make sure you tell Katie that we shouted her out, because she'll like that. We do love Katie. Um, but you brought up another thing that had sparked something in my own head, yes. which is productivity. Yes. Usefulness of time. Yes. Do you have any like daily rituals? And if not, it's fine. But I know I've seen stuff on like Instagram stories of you with that like oxygen mask thing. Is that specifically <laughs> is that specifically for recovery or is it something you do as like a maintenance? Like you try to do it all the time to keep your this is a serious is, question. Yeah, I have gotten so many people messaging me about that steamer. It's it's for anybody who's seen my Instagram stories. It's like a, it has a purple mask and it covers the whole bottom of your face and it has a big long white tube and it goes into a steam tank and basically it just puts hot steam into your um, vocal area. Mm-hmm. You can use it to clear your sinuses. I do do it every time before I go to bed. Every night I'm steaming. Um, it's just to keep me. <laughs> it's a funny term. Every night I'm steaming. I'm steaming. steaming. <laughs> I'm steaming. It's kind of like taking a hot shower, but only for your face. <laughs> and it is 8 p.m. And um, no, it's so healthy for you. And even if you're not singer, best $30 you'll ever spend. You will not have to deal with allergies. Your pores open up and you have glowing skin. And I do do it every night. I don't care how tired I am. I wash my makeup off and I steam for 20 minutes. And that's how I'm able to do an eight-hour rehearsal and then play two gigs until 2 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. and then wake up at 6 a.m. and drive to an audition and do the same thing over again because I am so careful what I do with my tool because it's the greatest thing I own. See. That's the tea. No, I, I like that. And the thing is, I am very good at time management, but I am absolutely horrible at communication. And I don't mean like in a one-on-one, uh, if we're talking, I can talk to anybody, but I shouldn't say communication, correspondence. Like emailing, responding to someone. Yeah, emailing, texting, calling. Mm. I don't, I hate my phone. I don't yep. want to look at it. It yep. stresses me the hell out. Yep. So now I've had to, in the past maybe six to eight months, I've tried to curate my day the way that I normally do. But now my phone correspondence in general has been put into that. So I no longer look at my phone. Uh, once my day's done, phone goes away. Good. So if I have no, no more meetings, Good if I don't you. have it, I try to book in emailing time. Wow. I try to book it because now I want to read more. Like I like reading. Uh, and I'm not able to do that because I end up getting caught up doing emails in bed at like 10 o'clock. Which I'll be sucks. like in bed doing emails, which could totally wait until the morning. And I just don't do it. So yeah. that's been kind of a newer ritual for me is mm-hmm. 30 minutes every day reading. Uh, that's awesome. 30 minutes every day without a phone just sitting there. And that's the only thing I don't have a specific time on. Whenever I do have the time, mm-hmm. I try to just like have a coffee with somebody turn the notifications off and just decompress because it's not even that it's too much. It's just, there's something about always being available that is kind of disgusting and terrifying. Yeah. And cause I don't mind if I'm working, I love working. So I could literally do an 18 hour day 
and do that for three weeks and be fine with that because I enjoy it. But when I'm done, I don't want to feel like someone's reaching into my bedroom through my phone and like grabbing my ears and eyes for attention. I just don't. Oh my God, that's dark. That's how it feels sometimes. Yeah. It just feels overwhelming. And it's like everything, every notification. Now I've got it on my wrist with my Apple watch. So it's like you're getting dings and like, yeah, you can never just like, that's good for you. you. A lot of, not a lot of people can do that. I personally hate my phone too, but I could never do what you're doing. So kudos to you. I think, I think it can. Like I've started telling people, I'm like, I'm absolutely garbage at correspondence. Mm -hmm. Expect a three day delay. (laughs) Like if it's important, put it in the subject line or it's getting, it's at the bottom of the pile, like everything else. So, and most things are never urgent and they don't need to be responded to. Uh, I think the thing with me is like now with counsel, some of that stuff is a little more time sensitive. So I, I want to give my attention to that, but then the business can suffer if I don't pay any attention to that. So that's why I'm trying to like schedule in time. So long story short, I, I just think it's time management is important. And then also having time to like decompress Unwind. because mm-hmm. exactly like the steaming, you make time for that because it'll, it's basically, um, it's preparing you for later so that you can continue do, doing your work properly. Yeah. Because if you're run down and your voice is crackling, you can't mm-hmm. sing, you can't perform. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I'm mentally drained and I'm tired and I feel beat up, I can't do my job either. So yeah. I think it's important self-care is where I'm trying to go with this. That's so true. I think a lot of people don't care about self-care and they, could, and they should. Um, that's a good topic. Let's chat about self-care. Do we have time? Yeah. Talk about self-care? Uh, yeah, because we're not doing the video. We actually have five and a half minutes. Though, oh, my goodness. The world is, is our so, oyster. So we can go straight to 30 minutes, which I usually don't do because the wow. video cuts off at 30 minutes. So, oh, cute. Um, my brother. So he has trained you, and I don't know if you, you're still doing um, it Not anymore, just because of some injuries that I have obtained through dance. Yes. Yeah, so, but yes, But Zach you're still technically training. Yes. Like with dancing. Yes. Um, and so that's a big thing, is my brother is one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. He really life, is. But he also has the most energy I've ever seen in a person in my life. He does. And I think that has to do a lot with self-care. And included in that is your fitness, right? Yep. So you don't need to be shredded. But it's so obvious that people who are in shape are typically, they have more energy. Mm-hmm. And they're less tired. They mm-hmm. need to sleep less to recover. So, like, really, let's say you put in 30 minutes a day of working out, right, to make yourself feel better. Yep you sleep an hour less because you don't need that recovery time. Yes. Now you've actually gained 30 minutes in your day. Life math by Lucas Spinoza. Life math. That's a very basic hypothetical, but it is true, right? Like if you put the time, invest in yourself, yeah. life will invest back in you. So it's a, it's a really, I love it. Like I, I dread every night, like tonight, I know I have to work out tomorrow morning and I dread it ahead of time. But every time i step foot in there I'm like okay I'm glad I did yes and that's how I was too I was I think I was Zach's first client so it was really early in the morning and I was always like no I don't want to do it and then after I was done I felt amazing Mm -hmm. and it's the greatest feeling it's just getting yourself there it's kind of a metaphor for life it is the journey sucks but the aftermath is great (laughs) and that's the message we're trying (laughs) to portray to the listeners yeah I think that's uh probably probably accurate maybe do you have, um, do you lay out diet also? Like, are you someone that plans food or you just, you just eat? I feel like you're like me. You kind of I just eat love you food. Can. You know what? If there's one thing I'm not afraid to spend money on, it's shoes and food. And 
I am a huge foodie. I'm not really that picky of an eater unless it comes to spicy things. I'm not a huge spice mm-hmm. fan, but I'll eat just about anything, which sucks because when I'm doing a show, I need to be in great shape, especially like I have done shows where the costumes have not been Rocky Horror, uh, Rocky Horror, for example, <laughs> where you are on stage in a corset and underwear and it's like, oh, OK, so no chicken nuggets and no pancakes for the month of October. Um I'm actually, I'm getting food catered to me right now by a woman who does it out of St. Catharines and she makes organic vegan bowls and um, I've been paying like 30 bucks, 40 bucks a week and she's delivering these bowls to my house and it's like such a... What? Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I shout it out? Yeah, please. Um, it's called Vibrant Soul Food. And I think it's, I've heard of that. Yeah. And she works out of her home. She's having a baby. So she's taking the next month off. Congrats. Congrats on your baby. Everyone's getting fat this month. <laughs> Including myself because you're not making bowls because you're having a baby. Um, but she makes these bowls and they're gluten-free, vegan, organic, and they're all locally sourced. Um, 10 bucks a bowl, which really isn't that bad considering a rice bowl at your average like pita place is 12 bucks anyway, huge Mm -hmm. portions. And she delivers them to my house and I take them to work and I'm making sure everything I eat is locally sourced and healthy. Um, I'm not vegan, but if I can eat vegan and try and erase my footprint, I will. Um, and that's what I've been doing. So yes, diet's important. But I also just like fucking love a donut, you know, <laughs> like, I just, like I just love a donut. I'm a sucker for donuts. For sure. That's I think that's the only thing that's ever going to hold me back from looking like my brother is food because I don't really I don't like sweating either. So the working out thing doesn't work. So I think I ah, never mind. Everything's <laughs> you're me. like, it's, it's shit. Everything's got to shit. The, the food is the hardest part for me, for yeah. sure. Well, you own a restaurant, cafe, a lounge. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard. You're, you're surrounded by food all the time. Yes. It's still easy to eat healthy because I'm one of those people like breakfast and lunch is always the same. I have two eggs and avocado every morning. Eggs. Thanks. They're really good. But it is important to have a white egg. So many people like burn the hell out of their eggs. But you taught me how to make low eggs. and slow, baby. Low and in slow. In the pan, then you flip them, and it's yes. the perfect over easy egg. Thank you for perfect that. Perfect for toast dipping. <laughs> but it's it's true. Like for me, two eggs and avocado every morning. That I never mm-hmm. I never stray from that. Yeah. Lunchtime almost always a salad. If not, I'll do a sandwich without the bread. So like cool. You like. My thing right now is like either a patty, like a turkey patty mm-hmm. with the stuff on top, yeah. just <clears throat> without the sauce and the bread. You don't need Sounds the bread. boring, but for me, I can do that. So like a yeah. bunless sandwich or, uh, or salad. And then dinner is what's hard because I love going out. I go out to eat every single day for dinner. Do you day. actually? Every single day. What the hell? So <clears throat> it's, it gets expensive too, but... At the same time, I don't have really that many other hobbies. So for me, I spend my money on food. Food is my hobby. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like I have friends who blow 200 bucks every weekend at the bar. Yeah. You know, and I don't. Which you're not I doing. Don't, so. No, I think if you're going to spend money on something, food is a great way to do it because it's a way to teach yourself about other cultures. And also as a business owner, you're supporting other chefs and other businesses. And I think that's really important, not just for, for sure. brownie points, but also just for like good karma and because it's a nice thing to do and it's And I need to awesome. be out. I can't, uh, I don't like spending time in a home. <laughs> I like it in here. It's, it's warm and cozy. Thanks. Well, listen, I, before we run out of too much time, cause we did surpass the 30 by nine seconds, oh. which is okay. Okay. Um, what are you up to? Like what's going on? Do you have some shows coming up? Get people to buy some yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for theater, I have Rocky Horror coming up at um, O Canada A Dinner Theater, but it's actually running through Seneca Queen 
um, this year. So just go to ocanadaa.com. We're running October 30th to November 2nd. It's 16 and up, so don't bring your babies because it's very inappropriate, but it is classic Rocky Horror and all proceeds um, go to Positive Living Niagara. And I'm also doing the Christmas show at O Canada A, which runs from November, oh God, 8th to December 21st, I believe. And you can also grab your tickets there. And Lucas and I are playing the Taste of St. Catherine's festival. Yes, I think it's exactly a week, isn't it? Yes. Because it's Sunday. We have a gig in a week, Lucas. (laughs) Well, no, that's good. It's funny because today was Taste of Welland. Yes. And in one week, it's Taste of St. Catherine's. Yeah, I think tickets are like 15 bucks online. So we'll be doing a little set there and all my dates are on my site jessicawilson.ca i'm basically everywhere all the time and i also teach so if you want to learn how to sing hit me up i love it yeah jessica freaking wilson thank you so much for being here thanks for having me and we will see you guys next week and also apologies for the late uh the late episode here and the swearing and the swearing i don't really apologize i'm not going to apologize for the swearing it was an oversight But I do apologize for the delay on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug.